Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well and it's wonderful and beautiful Friday morning. Hope everybody's had a great week and looking forward to the weekend. And uh, so from what I can tell, it's going to be a rainy, soggy weekend. But hey, you can still make it a fun one nonetheless. And uh, glad everybody could be here to join me this morning. And uh, so we get our day going in the right direction. Let's see what we got watching here this morning. We got Karen Smith, Miss Amy Oaks Turner, Darlene Barker, Carolyn Kelly, Brandy Boyd Young. Uh, let's see here. Oh, happy birthday, Darlene Barker. Uh, Michelle Fox Harris, the myth, the legend that is Miss Mousy, Mike Hensley, Kelly Jeanette Swift, and Debbie Jackson Sop. So appreciate all you wonderful people for tuning in and so that we can celebrate the Lord together. You know, it's uh, every day, seems like there's another. Um, National Sons Day, National Daughters Day, National Kick Your Dog Day. Uh, you know, it's always uh, something that uh, uh, each day. But you know what? Each day is to serve Jesus Day, to love Jesus even more. So don't forget that. Hello, Terry Hutchison. Yeah, appreciate you tuning in, Jennifer Honeycutt. So uh, yeah, so whatever day it is. It can be a day that we can celebrate Jesus. All right, let us go ahead and do our morning Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. I pledge allegiance to the Christian flag and to the Savior for whose kingdom it stands, one Savior, crucified, risen, and coming again with life and liberty to all who believe. I pledge allegiance to the Bible, God's holy word. I will make it a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I will hide its words in my heart that I might not sin against God. Alrighty. Praise the Lord for that. Amy said, looks like National Clemson Day. Of course. Clemson is the best ball team out there, so uh, why not celebrate it? <laughs> if you disagree, then that's your prerogative to be wrong. <laughs> so, all right, my friends, uh, you know, it is, we need to be praying for all those down in Florida and possibly those in South Carolina. From what I can tell, the, de the death toll uh, so far has not been extremely high, but any amount is still tragic and sad. I think they said at least 10 they know of have died down in Florida and showing homes on fire burning and uh, uh, water levels showing these fire trucks trying to, I mean, is way up high, you know, and uh, they said, what's, what's bad is, uh, I said the one guy saw a shark in his basement and, uh, you know, uh, normally you would say he would need uh, psychiatric care, but uh, apparently with a water has flooded so much that all these sea creatures have gone in and said uh, don't be in that water anymore and you have to and because uh, of crocodiles and everything else and then it's picked up steam this hurricane in has picked up steam and now it's going to hit uh, the carolina coast and possible devastation there so we really need to be praying for these families and these individuals who are it's like as horrible as one couple's on there just in tears where they lost everything, you know, and it's just a sad situation. So really be, uh, be praying for these individuals. They desperately need our prayers right now and, and help at all costs. And, um, uh, yeah, Miss Mousy said waiting on uh, Ian to come and to get here in Charleston. So you be careful, Miss Mousy, and uh, we don't want to see a little Mousy floating away there, but uh, why don't we worry about her. Definitely praying for you, young lady. All right, my friends, let's go ahead and look at our uh, verse of discussion this morning. And it's 2 Corinthians 3, chapter 3, verse 6. 
who has made us sufficient to be ministers of a new covenant, not of, a, of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. Praise God for beautiful scripture here uh, this morning. You know, when we look at this verse here, it says, Who has made us, of course, when you see me looking, I'm looking at my slide. i got a big screen here. I don't know if you can see, see it there in my, the camera or not. No, you can't see it. But anyway, it's here. <laughs> big, huge monitor. But uh, it says, Who has made sufficient to be ministers? All right, so when you see that word ministers, it's not talking about pastors. All right, it's talking about servants is, is what that's actually referring to. And really what it's boiling down to is the fact that there are those out there uh, who have not realized the great freedom that they have received in Jesus Christ. See, before Christ came, there was the letter of the law that people were trying to follow. And that was the problem that much of the Philistines had with Christ because they were still trying to follow the Old Testament law. It wasn't about their uh, the fact that they lacked knowledge of what Christ was saying. They just lacked the ability to understand in their heart what Christ was doing, what he came to do. And so therefore they thought by following every letter of the law, that was going to grant them entrance into heaven. Well, obviously there's no way to follow every letter of the law. In fact, there were so many laws. I mean, it was in Insanity to the point that uh, you couldn't even uh, go outside, you know, uh, within so many feet of your home, or you'd be sinning. Uh, and so they would try to find ways to get around the law if they had to go feed their cattle or do something. So they said that if he attached a rope to the house to say the barn, as long as they were holding onto that rope, they weren't considered sitting. I mean, it was just it was crazy. All this stuff that they. Uh, uh, have uh, had made up that you had to do all these rituals and things that Christ said, hey, you're not bound to anymore. Now, some people take it to the extreme uh, when it comes to the Old Testament and, and in fact, act like it doesn't, you know, we it's just be disregarded altogether. Nothing be further from the truth. Uh, in fact, what do you think Jesus quoted? It was from the Old Testament. We're not held down by the Old Covenant, but we are still uh, to abide by things like, uh, for example, the Ten Commandments. You know, the, these are moral laws in which that we must abide by and much of which our own laws and our land and country uh, were founded on. Uh, in fact, uh, above uh, uh, the um, was it the Supreme Courthouse, I think they were protesting one time because it uh, had carved in stone Moses with the Ten Commandments on there. Uh, I don't know whatever happened with that, if they ever took it down or what. I know they took it the, down inside the buildings, but I don't know if they ever did anything on the outside. But anyway... So there are certain things like that. However, uh, there are customs and things that we don't have to uh, to do anymore. But if there's something in there in the Old Testament that's reinforced again in the New Testament, then you, by golly, you better be make sure that you are uh, doing what God's Word says to do. And uh, because there's some people out there, like uh, for example, tattoos. I don't know. I, I don't don't know if anybody uh, you know has tattoos. Uh, <laughs> I've had people give me a hard time about tattoos. And you're not supposed to tattoo your body. I said, well, here's the thing. There's, there's one passage. It says not to tattoo your body unto the dead. Again, it's not saying that you're not to get tattooed. Uh, because if the, if the New Testament reinforced it and say, hey, do not tattoo your body, that would be a different story. But that was talking about a particular place of time in history where they were falling after pagan practices and doing things uh, for the those who had died. Now, is it now when I say that, somebody said, well, I got a buddy of mine and their child died and they got a tattoo. They're not going to go to hell for that, okay? They're honoring uh, a child uh, that has passed away. In fact, uh, let's see which armor here it is. I have this one here of my uh, little cousin, uh, Orion, who passed away tragically at a very young age. I have that in honor of him. 
I'm not following a pagan practice. It's just honoring a little boy that uh, touched a lot of lives. But uh, so things like that. However, something like homosexuality that we see in the Old Testament that is condemned reinforced again in the New Testament. We know that, hey, this is wrong. This is not something that you're to abide by. Now, with that said, we have great freedom in Jesus Christ. I think sometimes people get caught up in legalistic ideals and things that, very much like the Old Testament, they think they have to do these rituals and things in order to attain God's love, God's grace, God's mercy, God's forgiveness, and uh, they, so therefore they don't feel like they're completely free. Remember, we couldn't save ourselves. We couldn't come to you know. We, there's no way we could, that you know. Some people, th- you know, again, I was talking about this the other day. You think they had to play a part that you had to make the effort. You had to come to Christ. No, the people in the world, there's none who seek after God. It is God Almighty who has to touch your heart. The Holy Spirit has to touch your heart, penetrate your heart and mind. He is the one who draws you. You don't come to him unless he draws you because we're so deep in our sins, uh, we cannot save ourselves. So uh, so when we witness to somebody and we, and we try to lead them to the Lord, uh, you know, all we can do is try to plant that seed, then it's up to the Holy Spirit to touch their hearts and minds. But once we come to know Jesus Christ, our personal Lord and Savior, we have gained great freedom. We are no longer bound by the sins of our past, present, or future. We, the chains have been let loose. We have great freedom. The burdens have been removed from our shoulders. And I think so many people are, are so caught up in their past and what they have done. Uh, in fact, this is something I'm kind of going to be hitting on a little bit uh, Sunday morning. Is that you let, let it go? You know, we are no longer held by those things. And although, although it may haunt you, we know that we can. We are a new creation in Christ Jesus, and we have the ability to move forward and not be held down by those things. And you know, so we have to understand that new covenant that we have with Jesus Christ. It's not a works-based faith. Now we produce works because of our faith, because of our love of Jesus Christ. We want to do those things to please the Father, not to do them because we have to do it to attain our, our salvation in heaven. But see, there's a lot of people out there that man has applied uh, to God's word to make you think that you have to do uh, in order to gain entrance into heaven. There's the Armenian view that says that you can lose your salvation. What a scary thought to think every second of every day that you're going to say or think or do something that's going to cause your salvation. There are those out there who says you have to be baptized. Well, that's a works-based faith thinking you have to do something uh, in order to uh, you know, to attain your salvation. That is wrong. There, there are legalistic ideas out there that in order to demonstrate you're a Christian, you have to keep your hair cut short and and women have to wear dresses and, and men have to wear slacks as a uh, an erroneous thing that hey I have to do this in order to show that I'm a Christian that's that's ridiculous God looks on the heart man looks on the outward appearance you know you have all these rules and regulations that have that man has uh, misapplied uh, to God's word that have kept a lot of people out of church because of uh, hey we all have to before we've had people come to our church because they've tried to attend another and, and because they didn't have a suit and tie on. So we think you'd be more comfortable fighting life. And hey, we'll take you. We don't care what you look like. I, I've told you before, I don't care what you wear. As long as you ain't coming in a straight bikini, I don't really care. And I'm talking to the men, you know. <laughs> so, I, yeah, uh, you know, it doesn't really matter uh, uh, what you look like or, or how you dress. We don't care about that. I remember as a teenager, young adult, I'd buy somebody to church and they said, what What do I wear? I said, well, whatever you want to. And they'll come in dressed up, which it doesn't matter. You wear a suit and tie. You can Women can wear the nicest prom dress made. I don't care. But uh, uh, but I've had people come and, and they look around and say, wow, you really can wear whatever you want to <laughs> 
<laughs> freaks them out. But uh, I get tickled. Uh, but yeah, you know, we have great freedom. And I think that we allow ourselves to be oppressed. We allow ourselves to be brought under condemnation. Why? Because what the devil wants to do, he wants to whisper in your ear, even though we have been set free, the devil wants to whisper in your ear, look what you did. Look what you said. Look how you reacted. You know, and so therefore we think that we have to do something to uh, to regain, uh, you know, uh, uh, fealty again to Jesus Christ, uh, to uh, to demonstrate our loyalty, to demonstrate that uh, we still love God. And so therefore we think, well, well, if I do good some good deeds, if I if I, I saw a homeless guy and I gave him some money, maybe I'll make up for the bad I've done. Or I went to church and prayed extra hard this week because I knew I messed up. You know, other religions out there, these false religions, you have to attain certain levels of enlightenment um, in order to attain uh, their version of heaven. But the great thing with Jesus Christ is if you confess your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive you of your sins. What a wonderful thing that if you mess up, all you have to do is say, Lord Jesus, please forgive me. I am so sorry. I screwed up again. You know, I don't know about you, but that's what I do best is screwing up and say, Lord, forgive me. And guess what? He forgives. You know, it's not so much that God forgets, as we've often been told, but he lets it go. He don't bring it back up again. All right. He, he, all right. That's done and over with. Let's move on. It's the devil. He keeps whispering in your ear. Oh, you you messed up now. You you messed up now. Look what you've done. You know, and just sort of like piles the guilt on, piles the conviction on, piles it on. And you're just calling, Lord, forgive me. Lord, forgive me. Lord, forgive me. Lord, forgive me. And God's like, hey, man, it's done. It's over with. Let it go. Let's go forward. You know, and that's what we have to do is let these things go and, and, and take the path forward. And not be held down. Yes, you're going to sin. Yes, you're going to mess up. I'll probably sin before I hit stop on the on the video and go upstairs. I mean, you know, it's you know, that's just we're just imperfect people. Again, we don't take advantage of God's grace and just well, I'm going to sin. Let's just you know party it up. You know, you know. I mean, you realize that hey, I messed up. I, I'm sorry, Lord. It hurts me that I hurt you. Let me try to do better. Avoid that that scenario again and help me to strive to, to get back on the right path and do what is right and move forward. And that's all any of us could do because we are under a new covenant. We are a new creation in Christ Jesus. And don't let the devil rob you of your joy. You know, sometimes it's easy to have pseudo guilt. And what I mean by that is, you know, uh, there have been times uh, in the past where uh, it seems like uh, it's brought me to the point of feeling guilty if I'm overly happy or overly joyed, and I think you may say, "Well, that's that's weird." Well, you know, it's like uh, in, in you know, in times past, when I think of, of of those I've lost or things that have happened, there are days that seem like I was just having a great day and, and things are going wonderful, and that's when I got a phone call. My best friend Lance died, or uh, I, was, I was having another great day and wonderful day, and and another tragic news happened, and this happened or that happened, and although that was just coincidental. That's what the devil wants to use. Don't you get too happy because I want to make sure something bad happens. And it's always in the back of your head. You know, you think that, well, if I get really happy, then something bad's going to happen. I'm going to tell you something. Something's going to bad's going to happen whether you're happy or sad. You know, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Anything you can do about it. It's out of your control. But it's easy to kind of have that feeling in the back of your head. And that's, that's the devil trying to rob you of your joy. Have joy in the Lord and the power of his mind. Be excited that you're a Christian. Be excited that you're saved. Smile. Be happy that Jesus Christ has saved you from eternal hell. We of all people should be the most joyous and happiest of all those in, on this planet Earth. Because we know 
know where we're headed. We know where we're going to spend eternity, and that is in heaven with Jesus Christ. We get to actually wrap our arms around Jesus and, and, and tell him how much we love him. That's the first thing I can't wait to do. And then the second thing I can't wait to do is see my best friend Lance. I can't wait to see my Papa Leo. I can't wait to see my Papa Bruce. I can't wait to see all those who have went on before me. And, uh, you know, it's going to be a great and wonderful reunion. And when we get to heaven, if we're not going to be sitting on some cloud with a harp bored to death for all of eternity, God's going to have work for us to do. He's going to have jobs for us to do. And it's going to be mundane and dreaded like uh, much of our work week, <laughs> you know. It's going to be something that is going to be wonderful, you know. He he may get on there and, and say, uh, Miss Mousy, I want you to... Uh, 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 create a whole new constellation. That, that's your job today. And he may say, Amy or Terry or Anita or Jennifer or Mike or uh, whoever. Say, hey, I want you. I need you to work on this. Or I need you to work on that. You know, who knows? You know, he he say, Mike, uh, uh, Matt's got a uh, needs some help. Uh, he's got to put a door up on his uh, new mansion over here. Can you help him with that? <laughs> since he's since he's an ace uh, carpenter, uh, he may have jobs for him to do there in heaven. Who knows? But uh, um, so take great joy in the fact that uh, we are saved. We are set free. Man, what a wonderful thing. What a breath of fresh air to know that we have gained freedom in Christ Jesus. We're not held down by the uh, customs and the rituals of the Old Testament. We have now uh, received the new covenant in Jesus Christ. So my friends, let your joy be full and let it shine bright and let the world see what freedom looks like through Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Then, Father, Lord, we just thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful day. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Lord, help us each and every day to understand our freedom, understand your joy, that this is more than just a feeling, that it's just it's a relationship with you and the understanding of the freedom that you have given us. Lord, if there's anyone watching and listening this morning that doesn't know you, let them pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with you, Holy Spirit. Lord, please be with all my brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus that are watching this morning. Lord, please let them have a good day, a blessed day, and a safe day. Lord, be with all of our children who so are going out to work and school and play. As you watch over, put a holy hedge about them. Keep them safe and well today. Lord, be with us all. And Lord, let us shine like a beacon in the world of darkness. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, my friends, I do hope everybody has a great day today, a fantabulous day. Don't forget, Sunday morning, 10.45 a.m., moi will be uh, bringing the Sunday morning message, and the title of the sermon will be The Pit of Despair. So I hope that you'll come out and join me Sunday morning at 118 Julie Lane, Fountain of Life Bible Church, and then we'll have our regularly scheduled online evening service at 6 p.m. But Sunday morning, we'll be at 118 Julie Lane in person. Hope to see you there. Remember, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching, and God bless.